So today's thought is ego. Uh, staying with the one word titles because they seem to do better. Just remember that martial arts isn't really about uh, a how-to or anything like that. It's about what martial arts can do for you. I think that is episode 003. You could check that out. But uh, today's thought is going to be about ego just because it has actually come up in our house quite a bit lately. Um, Some of you may not know I have three kids and they are all pretty much adults at this point. The youngest is 17, getting ready to graduate from high school. And she is, a, I would say, a high-level performing gymnast. She's not going to pursue it in college uh, because she wants to really focus on her studies, I think. And, you know, and college athletics is like a full-time job. And she's going to probably want to have some kind of job in college. But anyway, uh, you know, so we talk about ego as it relates to sports in this house and kind of just how it relates outside of athletics as well um, in pursuing professions, things like that. Ego is an interesting, man, you could just dive into that concept and really fall down a rabbit hole when you start to talk about ego because to a certain extent, ego is necessary to to convince you that you can do stuff. In my opinion, it's necessary for that regard. But um, as I've discussed with friends, sometimes egos or the concept of ego is very subjective from outsiders. And I, I get that when, when people say that, but I also, as you can tell, I, I take pause because really ego is one of those things where I have to be in control of that element of my behavior. And ego really is a behavior, how it manifests itself externally. And, you know, when you think of someone with high ego, you stereotypically start to, you know, put pieces together and they're people who might not necessarily put others before themselves, um, win at any cost, uh, not necessarily very humble or accept defeat well, but... I think we could. I think we can challenge that, uh, and maybe discuss the nuance between perception of ego and drive. Um, I think a good measuring stick for me personally is when, when I find myself doing things, and it's not that I don't care how others think, but it kind of is. Oh, this is such a difficult topic. I don't know why I decided to just turn on record and start talking about ego. Um, but just because it has come up, I've got a child who's interviewing for jobs. I've got another one who's getting ready to finish college and trying to pursue learning more about himself. And I think ego is a great place to start learning about yourself. And I think acknowledging that your ego can be a tool, but can also be something that could be abused is, I think, a great place to start when you start thinking about the growth opportunity around that. And man, there are so many times where I know personally my ego has gotten to me, gotten into, gotten me into, whoa, easy for me to say, gotten me into some hot water. And, but in the same regard, I would say that ego is what got me to this podcast and the other ones that I host or am involved in. So, Without ego saying, 
there might be one or two people who listen or without ego saying, I don't care if anyone listens, I'm doing it for me. Um, this project probably wouldn't exist. And I think that many projects in the world wouldn't exist. So I think ego can be a great, a great catalyst to a lot of amazing things. But I think that, you know, uh, there's a book that I really need to read that one of my good friends references often about controlling your inner chimp or understanding your inner chimp and knowing when to let the chimp run free and to know when the chimp needs to be in its cage. And I, I believe without having read the book, it's on my list, without having read the book, the way I would understand it is chimp is a metaphor for ego or some kind of extension of ego. So, you know, it's it's kind of a, a, a good and bad, a yin and yang kind of thing, which I think is very common. You know, a little bit of something can be good where a lot of it is not. Uh, I think I mentioned moderation on podcasts before. I'm sure that I will have a, a topic of moderation one day, but I think a lot of this, a lot of the topics that I choose for episodes, I think interweave themselves. Um, but let's get back to ego. We had our annual reviews, or we're in the midst of annual review season where I'm employed. And I am typically super excited about annual review season because historically, I consider myself a very hard worker. I consider myself pretty knowledgeable in my area of expertise. Am I the best? No not by a long shot, but I can definitely hold my own. And I've considered myself humble enough throughout my career that I'm always anxious to learn and possibly from other people if that's an opportunity. But I will say because of my confidence and because of my ego, um, I sometimes get easily frustrated when people don't see things that I feel like they should and I think that my ego gets me into trouble because it doesn't allow me to filter my responses in certain situations. Or even more importantly, doesn't let me acknowledge when something might be an interaction that's not beneficial for both parties or I am not taking into consideration the other person's feelings or where the other person's coming from. One of the comments received on my annual review, anonymous comments, we we subject ourselves to a company-wide survey and we're a pretty large company. So, um, you know, there's some, there's quite a few respondents and they're encouraged to leave specific comments about individuals they recall working with. And one of the comments that I received was that Bob can be a bit argumentative and pompous but not to the point where it's a major concern. <laughs> so I feel like that was a comment from someone who definitely had my best interest at heart and wants me to grow from that professionally. But that was a, that was a very eye-opening commentary for me. I mean, at home, I'm sure that my family has reminded me often that it's okay to be right, but you don't have to be an ass about it. And I'm pretty sure that this comment from a coworker or from somebody that I work with in our organization was kind of along those lines that, you know, Bob, you don't always have to remind everyone that you're right and you definitely don't have to be an ass about it when you do it. So, but I think back to ego, the problem 
is that I know that there was probably at least one specific instance, if not many instances, where this feeling or my portrayal as being pompous and argumentative came out in an interaction. And my ego prevented me from even being able to acknowledge that. And the other day I commented on how one of my goals, my personal goals, professional professional personal goal for 2019 is to try to be more mindful in my interactions. I was incredibly busy at work this past year. Set a personal billing record and I believe a team billing record. I'm not quite sure on that one yet, but a personal billing record, which really should not have been possible because I set a billing record the prior year and thought there was no way I could push any harder. Apparently I did push harder this year and set another billable record. And I think it wasn't because I was so busy. I hate that word. That's probably going to be another topic for another episode. I I was busy, but I wasn't too busy to be present. And I think in the inflation of my ego, the fanning of the flames of my ego of being so important, and I'm making the air quote sign, important to to the team, to the company, I don't know. But anyway, this fueling of the ego, the ego doesn't care where it gets its fuel. It, it just consumes and consumes. And, and if you throw gas on that fire, it will take all the gas you can handle. Um, but anyway, so that that expansion, whether it was real or not, inflated the ego, I think, to the point where I felt that I couldn't be bothered with considering others ideas or alternate paths to achieve a successful end i i really can't say because once again i wasn't there in the moment i wasn't being mindful of it so i can only guess what the situations were and i think it's important for me to acknowledge to myself that i do believe that the feedback is incredibly valid i know myself well enough that i i totally fucked this up i I wasn't asked to somebody at least more than once enough for them to leave a comment in a survey, you know, that happens at the end of the year. There was another comment that was directed specifically toward me about my lack of offering solutions. And that one also stings a little bit, which is pretty funny. It's stinging the ego. So I've got to, I've got to let the ego take that shot and not, and not get defensive about it, not, not put myself in a posture where I'm going to strike back. Um, I, I need to take, I need to absorb the blow and learn from it. And the other comment, you know, about not offering solutions, just it, it, that it's a really tough one for me because one of the things I pride myself, oh, pride, and there's the ego again. But one of the things that I do pride myself on, once again, ego not necessarily being always a bad thing but I pride myself on an offering solutions and having solutions, even if that solution is, hey, I don't know the answer to that question right now, but I will research it and I will get back to you. So an interaction with this individual obviously was not, and I'm guessing that this is a series of interactions too, because the phrasing was, this often happens with Bob. So someone somewhere thinks that I'm always saying no to their idea and not offering a solution or having a conversation about a collaboration to reach a new solution. So, I mean, these are giant for me because if I think of myself, you know, as a parent 
hopefully as a friend and, you know, just and a husband and, you know, even an employee, I, I feel like one of my strengths is listening, but I've had people telling me in my review this past year that that wasn't necessarily the case for me last year. So the ego blinded me, apparently. I mean, it had, not apparently, it did. My ego blinded me to effective interactions. And I need to be aware that this isn't always like on the phone, voice-to-voice interactions. I need to be mindful and present in my email communications, take the time, perhaps ask a question more thoughtfully instead of directly. Oh man, there's a lot of stuff I got to work on this year. But that's where I think if we have an ego that's out of control, I think it's easy for us to stand up and puff our chests out and say, that's on you. That is not on me. If you have a problem with the way I do X, that is on you. And that's not always the case. And I would even possibly throw it out there that it's rarely the case. It definitely takes two. And if you're not being bullied in a situation, if you're you're in a collaborative environment and the expectation is all parties are working for the common good, then you can't put it on someone else. I mean, if someone if someone gives you the feedback, whether you perceive it as negative or not, that you are hindering the positive momentum of an experience, that that's on you. Even if even if you think you're right, you've got to you got to back up the train and and possibly approach it from a different perspective or just carry yourself differently. Or I've mentioned this before, just breathe. So yeah, ego. Uh, ego drives great people to do great things. I honestly believe that. And there's plenty of people that probably should have their egos in the driver's seats to help push us in a positive direction, lead us in a positive direction. But I think that those people are probably best served with people around them who can hopefully remind them that the ego is not just a tool. It can also be a weapon. Um, Ooh, I don't know. I, I like that. I like the sound of that. I like, I like maybe how I can incorporate that into my mindfulness is that the ego is not just a tool. It could be a weapon. And maybe that is a wonderful place to stop at about 15 minutes into this episode. Uh, this one was very impromptu. It's been a while since I recorded. Uh, also, if you notice at the beginning, I think that uh, Anchor FM is going to start allowing me to advertise and possibly make a few bucks. So, uh, you know what? Give me some feedback because I can turn that off. I'm not in it to make a few bucks. This is all part of the experimentation and learning process about podcasting. And this is was an easy toggle to switch and I got to record an ad once again, throwing gasoline on the flames of that ego. Oh yeah, I'll do my ad read voice. So, oh man, I got a lot going on early in 2019. So if you hate the idea of the ads, tell me, I can turn it off. Um, If you think I'm full of shit on this ego thing, tell me, I'd love to hear it. Also would love to hear uh, thoughts, your thoughts on my thoughts. 
of what I should cover in future episodes. So very important to reach out to me. Hit me up on Twitter at bootnumlock. That's B-O-O-T-N-U-M-L-O-C-K. Maybe I'll do an episode on that one because that's kind of a funny handle. Um, so at bootnumlock on Twitter, or you can email me. I'm just dying for someone to send me an email about an episode. B-O-B at B-A-T-Y dash B-A-R-R dot com. Uh, send me an email. Let me know your thoughts on my thoughts. I'm going to stop rambling. Until next time, 